Okay, Tov. We've done so far. What has the Pasha Bamidbar been so far? Bamidbar been. What has it been so far? We've we've count. We've appointed the the um, the Nisim of the tribes yes. to help count the people. Yes. We counted the people based on their tribal affiliation, yes. and, and then we pointed out age. that the Levim are not in that. Correct. Tribal count Because they're going to be separate Because their job is to guard And to perform the duties of the sanctuary That's been Parashat, Parashat Bemidbar so far Perak Bet now goes to The organization of the people Around the, the Mishkan Which was The way they would walk around in the desert Like okay? we sit in the Kaniso Right, right. Where, where everybody sits you know? So the basic rule is that the Mishkan is at the center And the, the Levim are around the Mishkan and the people are around the Levim. Okay, so it's, it's like a, everybody is, it's, it's one big circle around the Mishkan. Okay, so that begins in chapter 2. Each person by his banner, based on their symbol of their houses, the, the, the house of the Beit Av, the Jewish people will encamp, the Bnei Israel will encamp. Opposite and around the tent of meeting, they will encamp. So who's going to be in front on the east? What does Kedma Mizracha mean? Why is Kedem east? So in, in Torah's thought, east is front. Yeah, everything is towards east. Everything is east, meaning east is... You orient yourselves east. Yes, because you're towards Yerushalayim. Towards the rising of the sun. No, it's not because it's, that wouldn't be true. Because <laughs> what if you live in Iran? I, I, I don't think that's the reason. If you're in Iran, you're actually facing. You're facing west. west. Yeah, obviously. So. The so so it's not it's not where I'm going with this. The <laughs> good try. <laughs> no, if you look in the, the the directions of the Torah, for some reason, east. Even when you're in Iran, east. Is the set is it's it's considered looking straight. It's not north. You would think north is looking straight, right? But in the Torah's description of, of directions, east is east, east is straight. You know, we also have that in English. Straight of, of in the general. in general. For example, um, how do you say to to, to straighten yourself out? Yeah. How do you say to... I can't believe it. Four of us were back together. Yeah, whoa, imagine... Whoa, whoa. Imagine, this is, this is, imagine, this is this you. imagine Yoram comes all of a sudden. We, we'll have to kick Yoram out because he's not, he's not part of the backyard group. Ah, Yoram was the backyard. Yeah, Yoram comes. So, so if you want to say in English, I want to, to direct myself or, or, or um, find the correct direction. How north, do you say it? North is your uh, No, no, you straight. say No, it's still not where I'm going no. with this You say, you say, I want to orient myself, orient myself. Correct Right? Ah. Now, what does it mean to be oriental? Going east huh? Oriental is from the far east yes. So even in English, for some reason, east is considered Like when you say he's disoriented or yeah, of course. Oh, oh, so wow. you say, so nice. so you say, this is, this is, Rabbi. I, Rabbi. Rabbi. So, so in Hebrew, you have the same thing. You say, Mizrach is east, and Kedem is also east, and Kedem means in front. So we use, it's the same lingual uh, thing. Wow. I have a feeling it's because the sun rises in the east. I think so too, because we, 
So when they say Mikedem, this is how you wake up in the morning. The yeah, exactly. So ah, we, because exactly. this is how we wake up in the morning. We wake up with the sun. And right. So the it's, sun pro- it's probably due to the fact that the sun rises in the east. So front, meaning the direction you look at the first thing in the morning, it's becomes where yeah, the light is coming even from. The word Hikdamti. To, yeah. to move ahead, to, to, or I, I didn't, it's always the first thing. Okay, from now on, I, yeah, I, I walk towards the sun. I don't know if there's a mitzvah. <laughs> there's, no, there's no mitzvah. I'm just so sure. It's just a, it's a linguistic thing, right? That, Very east, that the Torah Very considers east to be front, probably due to the. Also, Mizrach. What does Mizrach mean? Mizrach means east, right? Yes. What is Zarecha Hashemesh? The sun shined, or the sun rose, or whatever you want to say. I I really thought that it was because towards of Jerusalem. Right, no. That that, that would only make sense if you're on the western half of Jerusalem. And if if you're in Ma'ale Adumim, you have to Ah, So if you're in Hong Kong, and you want to say Mizrahi is there pointing to Jerusalem, you're not... No, 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 no. no. You don't look for Mizrah when you're east of Jerusalem. Okay, so that's that. Uh, why that's important, I don't know. It's just I thought it was interesting. The people, the, the encampment that's on the east, on, in, let's say, the front. It is the, the... Can you tell me how they translate Degel Machane Yehuda? The banner of the camp of Yehuda? It should be the banner of the camp the insignia? of Judah. Yeah, insignia. Okay. So they, there, there are multiple, uh, according to Rashi, it's fully a banner. And then I looked into Rashi after the class. According to Rashi, each tribe had their own uh, colors with, and with banner. A, with a sign and on it, was, depending it was, on what... It was, uh, the same, it was the same color as... What Yaakov Avinu told them, what was their uh, uh, strength. Or the same color of the chest. And it was the same color as the chest. Yes, as the, the color. As the, but then there was an, also an insignia. Was yeah, a, an insignia a, a logo, a logo, yes. Okay, so... I'm still not convinced because, because um, that's not the only meaning of Degel. Degel means something that is, is, is noticeable by the eye. Okay? You see it a lot in Shirashirim. I forgot the proofs from Shirashirim. Oh, okay. But okay. you see in Shirashirim that something that is, is Degel is like... like a so a grouping would also be a Degel. Like so it could, it could be a banner or it could be a grouping. Uh, either one. I think that this was because they wanted to know where each tribe was positioned so they had some kind of a sign, sign. yeah it, it makes sense that they would uh, anyways so the people in the east were the camp of Yehuda mm-hmm. we've met this Nachshon ben Aminadav in the first part because he was the one who helped count them okay so their legions and their numbers uh, were that's the same number that we had also before. Yeah. Okay. So alav Matei Sahar, who was with him, the tribe of Yisachar, Ben Suar. Again, we met this man also before. Yes. He was the Nasi we pointed out at the beginning of the parasha. Utsaov Kudav and the legions and numbers were uh, forty. Uh, sorry, fifty-four thousand and four hundred. Yeah. So, and the numbers are, are, are all going to be consistent. Yeah. I checked them. You could you could check yes, them yes, yourself yes, also. Yes, yes. So we go through the whole camp. The camp ends up looking like this. You have in the east, yeah. you have Yehuda, Yisachar, and Zevulun. Yes, three by three. And and how does that make sense with what we were saying that east is in the front? Because, because it makes sense that Yehuda, Yehuda would be Yehuda put in front. Yehuda was the strong, the strongest Yehuda, one, the biggest. Yehuda is a, uh, same in the same, was the leader Meaning even, even in Levi We had that same thing Where east is considered the front Because 
you have the sons of Aharon and Moshe are yes. going to take the eastern half. So basically the encampment, you can look at it on a chart. The encampment is in front, you have Yehudai, Yisachar, and Zebulun. On the south, you have Reuven, Shimon, and Gad. On the north, you have Asher, Dan, and Naphtali. And then in the west, you have Ephraim, Menashe, and Binyamin. And who do you have right behind, behind Yehuda? What do you mean oh, right behind uh, Yehuda? Moshe, Moshe, Moshe. Aaron, Moshe. Yeah, Aaron, exactly. Right. Uh, uh, next to Yehuda yes. is Aharon, Moshe, and the sons, and Aaron's sons. It's very interesting that Reuven is in the back. It's Reuven is in the south. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that Reuven doesn't get, he's not put in front. This is, it's very interesting. It's, I found it fascinating this how is the, same way I think the that stories... That Yaakov told his children how to take him to, from Egypt that, to Israel. According to the Midrash, I don't know if it's in... Uh, it's definitely yeah, not in the Pesukim. Wait, wait, pause, pause, pause. I, I, I found it interesting how the stories of Bereshit, you know, the drama we saw between Yehuda and Reuven and they're vying for leadership, they how it plays out. It plays out throughout the generations. Yeah. So Yehuda ends up winning the most important spot... Now, it's not very explicit. I mean, the Torah doesn't ever say that and Yehuda became the leadership tribe of, of the Syrian. But it shows you in the course of the story of Yehuda how Yehuda became the front. And then from then on, every time you see a role of leadership in the Torah, it's taken by Yehuda also. <laughs> so it's so kind of like Ma'asei kind of thing. Like the actions of the fathers, they reverberate through the Torah. But Ashit becomes like... The, the planning board for the rest of Torah. You know, it's like the blueprint. Mm -hmm. You build a building, you have a blueprint. So but stories in Bereshit and the deeper meaning behind them become the blueprint for a lot of the rules throughout the rest of the Torah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that takes us... We can go all the way to... Yeah, let's go to 17. Oh, I just want to point out that Levi is described as... Um, the camp of Levi is described as being there in the middle, but it's described right after the, the southern camp of Reuven. Yeah. Right, so it did Yehuda, Reuven, Levi, Dan, and then Ephraim. I think that's the order. No, the, Ephraim and then Dan. And he's going to go more So it goes, it goes in a clock, it goes, actually goes clockwise. And he's going to go more into detail. Clockwise or? It describes the camp clockwise. Where we were, all of us, one year. Oh no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just just one year. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 32. These are the countings of Bnei Israel based on their, the father's households. The total number of the camp was 603,550. And the Levim were not counted amongst Bnei Israel, as God commanded Moshe. And the children of Israel did exactly as God had commanded Moshe. So did they encamp by their tribes or by their flags. And so did they travel, each person according to his family and according to his extended household. So they did everything. I, to be honest, one of the things that I... I it, it doesn't bug me at all, really. But it's a question I have is... is the Torah says, And the children of Israel did exactly as Moshe commanded them, and they encamped as Moshe told them. Is that like the biggest... Like, is it so hard to just encamp? Oh, no, but he's not asking them to do anything crazy. But it's very crazy. nice that he's, he's not, but it's by order. 
And there's a reason who's next to each one. Each, each oh, one. Oh, yeah, there's a oh, lot I see of reason. what you're saying. Meaning the emphasis isn't, yeah. the, isn't the know, fact. You the see, emphasis you see isn't you the that. fact. Next is who is that? Zebulun Issachar. Nobody objected then, why he's there, why I'm you there. You know what? They, they were all. That's a nice point. And nobody were, objected. You hear what you're saying? That's very good. I think But so. also they were studying. It's very calm, the way they just. No, there's no well, drama in it. When they were there's next no to Moshe, drama. they were studying exactly. with Moshe, or you know, the, 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 the tribes that they were, they became very Torah. There's a lot, uh, there is a lot of reason. Yeah, no, I, I, I like what I like Leon was saying. Imagine we tried to do this with machetes. So maybe it is a Kiddush that they would follow Moshe without complaining. They all took their place. Even even who listens to his leader. At the end of the day, he's a... Right. No, I like it. I, like it. I, 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 I always was thinking that it's not such a big deal. Why, okay, so Ben Israel kept... What is he? It's not like asking them to control their temptations he's or something. Here, but he's there. So it's an interesting every, thing. Every, maybe maybe every, that's the chidush. No. Maybe the chidush is... No, everybody... W- there's a lot of... You know, Ruven may have said, Hey, what do you, I want to be in front. Yes, especially with yeah. first firstborn. You're right. But no, everybody <laughs> just listened to Moshe and nobody complained. And also what you're saying was also nice that... It's, try, it's not emphasizing the fact that Bnei Yisrael listened, but the fact that even their encampment and their walking was by order of Hashem. Meaning it's not, no, obviously it's not a chidush that they all listened to God. The point is that every single aspect of their lives were designated specifically by God. Yeah. Even the way they're... they're even the way they're encamping. That's all designated by God. Meaning it's, it's almost like... In Bnei Israel's early, early phase, as they're getting out of Egypt and as they're learning to develop as a people, Boreolam micromanages everything. You know? It's like how you deal with a child as they're growing up. Yes. You, as they grow up, you give them more freedom and you let them, you know, you kind of, on their own, yeah. you kind of se- step away from them a little bit. But at first, every single thing is, is calculated. And also, I think here is based on because they were entering Israel and they were going to be, each one is going to have a region. So it was already prepared to keep it, Does them. this match the regions at all? I don't, I don't think it matches Keep the them regions. already as uh, tribes and tribes. Yeah, and, uh, here you already have your spot. No, this doesn't, this doesn't no, match. No, it doesn't no, match them. No, but no, no, uh, but said, and what I mean is, is... Here you have your spot. Be ready. You're going to have a spot also. Okay, very nice. Good point. Yeah. So already kind of like... Get, get, used, get used to the people in your tribe because yeah. those are the people you're going to live with. Yes. And you're going to marry. And you're going to marry. They married within their tribe. Sure, typically. I mean, they didn't always. We know examples where they didn't. But they, they typically did, unless if you if you don't have brothers, yeah, and then if you're we're, we're going to yeah. see if if they, if they don't have brothers, and then they have they the, if the girls take the ancestral land of the father yeah. because there are no brothers to, to inherit, then they have the to extra. marry within the tribe in order to make sure the land does not leave the tribe. Okay, Perek Gimel Pasuk Moshe These are the generations of Aharon and Moshe. On the day that God spoke to Moshe on Har Sinai, Pasuk two. Now notice it's not going to say Moshe's sons, yes, because all. Moshe's sons don't really, we don't really know anything about them, to wow, be honest. It's incredible. Well, in the this future, is we know about them. This is actually some, now. You're, you're, you're going to. We are going to learn. It. Yeah, we're, we're not in a good way though. Not in a good way. Pasuk two, for uh, whatever he's referencing. By the way, the the Pesel Micha story. There's a reference to a descendant of. Menashe, but it seems like the nun was added. Was added yeah. Okay, okay. Pasuk two. These are the sons of Aaron. The, the old eldest was Nadav, 
These are the names of the sons of Aaron who were anointed, that he filled, that he instilled them with the duties to officiate as Kohen. But then Nadav and Aviu died before God. When they brought an alien fire before God in, in the desert of Sinai, in the, in the thing, in, in the Mishkan, and they did not have kids. So Nadav and Aviu, their line just dies. It dies out. But, but Elazar and Itamar did officiate as Kohanim in the lifetime of their father, Aharon. And he saw them also. Yeah, Pasuk 5. Bring forth the tribe of Levi and stand them before Aharon so that they shall serve Aharon. This is the first time we're seeing explicitly that the duty of the rest of the Leviim is to surround Aharon and to help him with the details. So uh, that would, and they will serve Aharon. By order, they have, they have to serve. And they will guard his duties. And the, and the, the, the guard of all of the people. Before the tenth of meeting, to help do the service of the work of the Mishkan. And they will guard all of the vessels of the temple. And the charge of Israel to do the work in the temple. You will give the Levim to Aaron and his sons. The Levim are given to him from the children of Israel. So you see the way it's saying it. It's saying the Levim are given to Aaron from the people of Israel. Okay, that's the way it works. And you will command Aaron and his sons and they will keep their kimunah. And if somebody who's not from the tribe of Levi comes, you must. He gets the death penalty. So they're like the middleman between Amis Benes, so no, notice, and the, n- the Mishkan. Notice, notice that the way it's said the the is that the Levim are given to Aaron from the children of Israel. It's as if they're, rep- they're, 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 they're representing Israel. And why is it that, that they're representing Israel? Because the Levi'im, because the Levi'im are the replacements for the, temp- the, 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 the Bichorot, exactly. So because originally the way it was supposed to be structured was Aharon and the Kohanim would be helped by the Bichorot, and the, the Bichor, the respective Bichor of each family would be given to, let's say, the temple to help Aharon, the Levi'im took the place of the Bichorot, so now it's as if the Levi'im are the ones that are given by the respective families to Aharon. That's kind of the, the system behind the scenes, what's going on here. And, it's not um, just the and then that's what you see in Pasuk 11. Let's just finish because I'm going to finish. And God spoke to Moshe saying, Pasuk 11, I took the Levim from within Israel for what we just said above. Yes. Instead of all the firstborns, the first of the exiting of the womb, and, and instead, the Levim will be for me as Levim. Why, and, and why, were the Bechor, why are the Levim replacing the Bechorot? By replacing the Bechorot with Levim, you, you, kind, you kind of show that the Bechorot were kind of, their basic job was to serve in the temple originally. So why was the Bechor's, why was Bechor's, wait, why was the Bechor's job originally to serve in the temple? 
Because the Bechorot became mine when I struck all the Bechors in Egypt yes. by keeping alive the Bechors of Bnei Israel. So they become mine. They become mine. I, I think that, that's the thing. I separated my, to my, for myself the Bechorot of Bnei Israel. And even from the animals. That's why you have the Bechor yes. uh, offering that you have yes. to bring. For me, they will be, I am Hashem. So that's the story there. Now, the, why did the Bechorot end up losing this duty and they ended up giving it to the Levim? They <laughs> said that Chachamim explained that it happened in the Chet Egel when yes. the Levim were the ones who showed that's that they're order. much more uh, powerful and strong when it comes to defending the honor of God. So they. That's why we, we all the, okay. we all the, 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 the,